0: Hey everybody, it's the SIFT Podcast, save it for the football podcast. This week we talk uh, NFL week 3, some fantasy football, and uh, some Caesar's side salad, as well as daily fantasy. So a lot coming up on the show. Uh, I hope you enjoy Welcome to the SIFT podcast. Save it for the football podcast. The dogs are barking. That must mean something. Uh, We are going to do the week two NFL or week three. uh, Sorry, week two NFL recap. And um, we're going to talk fantasy and Caesar's side salad. Um, But before I do anything else, I'd like to welcome again the mayor. How are you, mayor?
1: I'm great those dogs sound like they're pretty excited about something i'll tell you what you know that's um my cat sitting here staring at me, wondering what you know plotting my plotting my demise for sure um crazy weekend football uh for the first time in a long time, the favorite team won in fifteen the first fifteen games, and Las Vegas went ahead and destroyed that, but a little more to come on that.
0: Yeah, in some ways, it was a crazy week, and then you think about all the favorites winning, except for on Monday night, and it actually um, it's surprising that doesn't happen more often with how good um, Vegas is at setting these odds. Uh, so we'll talk a lot about that, but um, so just to sort of talk, we're going to dip into the week two recap here. Uh, Sift surprises is what I'm calling this um a couple of games that we're going to talk about each uh each of us is going to talk a couple games um we were I was going to start with that Monday night game though New Orleans uh Las Vegas what do you have to say about that game
1: you know that was um that was a heck of a game uh you know New Orleans went in there as the, the road favorite and ended up losing uh 34-24 to the Raiders um Drew Brees didn't look you know didn't look great he didn't look like he was Drew Brees just you know, one touchdown, one interception, 12 yards. Um, Eric Carr looked phenomenal. Josh Jacobs looks like he's – like his stock is rising. This oh, this uh, offense is you know, pretty good. And John Gruden's mastermind behind it all. You know, pretty similar to Dallas's, um offense, you know, a slow starting offense. But Las Vegas is definitely going to be a team to be reckoned with, and you can bet on that.
0: Yeah, it looks like they're going to be better than both of us thought um, coming into the season. Um, I have a question for you about this game. Uh, after watching this, are we, I should say, are you in or out on Breeze? I mean, we we both had him as a possible MVP guy and Super Bowl possible uh, uh, Super Bowl quarterback. Um what do you think about Breeze after these first two games?
1: Well, you know, I've got a little bit of a um I I'll answer that a little later in the show. I get a little bit of teaser talking about Drew Breeze specifically.
0: Okay, yeah, and they start slow the Saints and I don't know if we need to be panicking uh yet, but they they were without Michael Thomas and I think um Breeze didn't throw a pass over 20 yards. Um it's uh you know, they don't have I don't know whether it's the lack of chemistry with Emmanuel Sanders. He didn't seem to be a factor at all. Um, and then, you know, we talked about it, but the uh, the Raiders might be for real. I don't know about um, taking down one of the big uh, two or three in their conference, but they might be for real um, in terms of a uh, playoff team. So... That was a very surprising game. Um, it looked uh, close in the first half, and then Las Vegas really kind of dominated in the second. I wanted to talk about the New England-Seattle game. Um, I don't know if you got to see the entire game. Did you get to watch all the way to the end? You,
1: you know, I've, I've got the um, NFL Sunday ticket courtesy of DirecTV, and, you know, I've been a, a subscriber to them for a very long time. Um, So I get to watch a little bit of every football game. In between commercials, I'll flip back and forth. And, you know, I mean, once again, Russell Wilson is just doing Russell Wilson-esque things and just doing his thing.
0: Yeah, and uh, so it came down to the last play. And I I really want to talk about the last play. I I guess I'm going to save this for a segment a little bit later on. Um, but these two teams actually, when it came down to it, were pretty evenly matched. The one advantage that Seattle has is, uh, in their wide receiver core. I, I don't think anybody would question, um, whether the wa- Seattle wide receivers were better than the Patriots wide receivers, uh, when you stack them next to each other. Um, obviously Russell Wilson being in this system for a while, he does have some, uh, throwing skills that are just out of this world and probably surpass Cam. But on the other hand, Cam Newton's a really tough guy to uh, keep out of the end zone and around the goal line. So, um, you know, they're they're very evenly matched. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, they meet in the Super Bowl at some point, if Cam stays with the Patriots. Um, I could see that being a rematch uh, at some point. Uh, maybe not this year, but at some point. Um, all right, and then you were Atlanta and Dallas. This was probably the craziest game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think that was the craziest game this weekend. What do you think?
1: Uh, uh, I mean, wow! I mean, how do you how how does that happen again? 440 times it's happened where a team scored 39 points and not committed a turnover. They've won the football game until. Well, Sunday, and of course it's Dan Quinn and his wonderful coaching skills in Atlanta. I am shocked that he has not fired yet um, you know Dan Quinn you know he might as well change his middle name to norm, and his initials could be d n q yeah
0: i uh i I agree with you uh but just crazy that the that the Cowboys were able to come back into that game. That just absolutely blows my mind. I um I did watch the end of this game and yeah, Atlanta blew it. There's no question, there's no other way to uh look at it. Obviously, good on Dallas for hanging in there and putting a hundred percent effort out there, but uh but that that was Atlanta's game to lose and they did. Um they're 0 and two and I don't know if Dan Quinn's top of the list for first coach fired because there are, there is a team called the Jets. Um, but I think that maybe because of the expectations in Atlanta, it, it maybe could be Dan Quinn. So who knows? Um, I also wanted to talk about one of almost the, the craziest upsets um, early in the season. It did not happen, but it very well could have. So Casey at the L.A. Chargers. uh The coaching staff didn't even find out until, I guess, right before the the coin flip that they weren't going to have Tyrod Taylor, and so they have to start Justin Herbert. It came out today that a team doctor accidentally punctured uh, Tyrod Taylor's lung while administering a pain reliever for broken ribs, cracked ribs. So Tyrod Taylor has a punctured lung and cracked ribs now. Um, But at least he's got some painkillers. That sounds terrible. But uh, Justin Herbert actually looked really good. Um, uh, And my question to you, um, obviously, KC wins the game. Uh, Harrison Bucker actually kicks three uh, very long field goals. Um, Only one of them counts, but the one that counts wins the game at the end. Um, KC was very much battling the entire game. Uh, It really looked like the Chargers were in charge uh, for most of this game. Um, But my question for you is, is Justin Herbert the best, the second best, I should say, the second best quarterback in the AFC West?
1: You you know, now, in a short, he's, you know, it's been one game. So, I mean, I I think he's going to outperform Tyrod Taylor at this point and take over his job. But Patrick Mahomes is – you know, is obviously number one. And Derek Carr, I think the further he gets along with Gruden, I think this is just, you know, Josh Jacobs is his savior, but it's going to help Derek Carr be a better quarterback. And he's eons ahead of what Justin Herbert would be at the moment.
0: All right. I'm just putting the question out there. I'm just asking questions. All right. So those were the uh, the four SIF surprises, um, big games probably will all those games will be consequential uh, for those teams down the road. Um, we had a lot of those teams in the playoffs. And so, uh, even though it's only week two, um, there's a lot uh, of stuff that can happen there. I I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, Julio Jones. I'm going to save that, I guess for a little bit later. Um, And uh, we're going to go actually in this segment right now to uh, pepper spray trio. Um, Who's a, who's a pepper spray trio candidate for you?
1: Well, you know, I've already kind of touched base on it. Dan Quinn, he is, you know, with his lack of performance on just coaching in that football game is what lost um, that, that lead. And just that, in that manner, um, I think, you know, the lack of preseason prevented them from just fundamentally understanding onside kicks or just anything like that or how to just win. So I'm Dan Quinn, you know, with your poor performance, you are my pepper spray of the week.
0: Yeah, obviously a a, a bad way to lose. Uh, they could have easily won. Any one of those Falcons players could have jumped on it. I think there was at least three or four of them that had a chance to jump on the ball um, on the onside kick at the very end and didn't do it. But there was a lot of other failures along the way. Um, I mean, they still had a chance to stop them after that, so uh, they didn't come through. It did remind everybody of that Seahawks-Packers game with the onside kick uh, that was botched by the Packers. Um, Not in the same way, but uh, it did still uh, remind people of that um i wanted to I, I i'm not making this an official nomination but uh julio jones um is injured uh he, he dropped a pass uh they they went in the wildcat and russell gage uh, threw him a long uh touchdown he dropped it and after the game he said he just can't run the way he wants to it's because, because of a hamstring injury and to me that's on the coaching staff because of course, the player is going to want to play through something like that. I think they've got to sit him and and see if he gets better. I know they're probably not going to because now they're in the fight of their lives. Dan Quinn is in the fight of his coaching life uh, to stay uh, hired uh, for that team. Um, but uh, I, I think the coaching staff should sit Julio Jones if if indeed he can't run the way he wants to. And that's the reason he's going to drop a forty seven yard touchdown pass. Um my my first pepper spray candidate is actually an offensive coordinator. Um I'm I wanna talk about this because the New England Seattle game to me was was extremely uh exciting at the end, but it didn't need to be. Uh Brian Schottenheimer um so he's the offensive coordinator there and he uh I'm assuming he's the one calling the plays there at the end um the, so for anybody who didn't see the game the Seahawks really could have wrapped it up um they had the ball um and they were up and they basically could have run off the clock or at least forced um the Patriots to use more timeouts um they the first play they messed up was a run with Chris Carson he goes down inbounds bounds. Uh, thinking that will uh, maybe uh, kill some clock, and then it doesn't because uh, the two-minute warning hits, and that didn't kill the clock. And then on their third down, uh, rather than running it again and maybe forcing and for sure forcing the Patriots to use another timeout, uh, they went for a long bomb just to close out the game, and they uh, the the, th- the throw was uh, over the receivers head and couldn't be caught um, and then the Patriots were given a chance to um, actually win the game and they were on the one yard line essentially with a chance to win with one play to win the game and that brings me to my other pepper spray candidate. Um, I don't know who calls the play. I, I, I don't know if Cam Newton has uh, the ability to call plays in that offense yet. I don't think he does. I think that Josh McDaniels probably called this play in, Um, and they mentioned it on the broadcast. Chris Collinsworth uh, was saying how um, that they they couldn't be stopped, that play, that the Cam Newton just running uh, for the touchdown couldn't be stopped, except for the one time, the other time in the game that it was stopped was when they had a two-point conversion. He uh, did get stuffed on that because the Seattle Seahawks knew exactly what was coming, And then when they tried that again, when the Seahawks knew exactly what was coming, there was no other play. There was nobody going out for a pass. There was no run pass option. And Cam Newton just thought he could run over people. um, Or Josh McDaniels uh, thought that Cam Newton could do that. And um, they blew their chance at what would have been a historic uh, win and as I've said before, I'm quoting uh, Kevin Clark from The Ringer: "The Seahawks don't play a normal game, so of course, the Patriots had a chance at the end, but um, they blew it. Uh, similar to uh, Seattle blew, blowing that uh, Super Bowl against the Patriots, um, with just the wrong play in there. You got to have, you can't just hope that Cam Newton's going to get it into the end zone. It just doesn't make sense. Um, all right, you, so you know." It's-
1: Re- really yeah, quick, go ahead, really quick, so it's funny because I imagine Bel- Belichick being this super genius to where you know or evil mastermind or he he now knows if they are on the one yard line again against Seattle, and the next time that would be would be in the Super Bowl. He knows exactly what play he's going to call because he knows exactly how he's going to now set them up, and he's going to use that at one point if he has to and because. And the reason I say that is because he i I watched a lot of, you know, different talk about from the Super Bowl. He knew the play that was coming when Seattle decided to throw the ball and he had preached about it earlier in the season and it turned out that it ended up winning them the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and that's absolutely true. And also I think you know, Belichick will be able to use that for other teams as well. Um not just Seattle but um uh you know that that play will they'll they'll use it as a learning experience and they will um they will trick some other teams if not the Seahawks then some other teams uh this year with that but it's just um as somebody who picked the patriots in our pickem league it was heartbreaking um <laughs> all right uh so uh, um, do you have a GotHam player of the week? So,
1: yeah, I'm, I, I've got a default. um, actually I'm going to give this award to two quarterbacks. Um, I think that's too important to split between the two of them. Um, Dak Prescott and Josh Rosen, you know, they both threw for a ton of yards, both over 400 for the week. Um, they both had multiple touchdowns. Dak ran in a few and Josh threw a few and I think they, um, you know, giving their teams a lot of excitement for the season and just going to get those teams more geared in and ready to play next week.
0: Yeah, Josh Allen, the number one fantasy quarterback through two weeks. So um, I will get to Dak in our next segment. Um, I have a lot to say uh, about that. Um, Anything else? Uh, Week two, uh, we didn't touch on anything that we need to mention before moving on.
1: No, I I think we're good.
0: All right, then we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we will talk about fantasy football, daily fantasy, and the like right after this. All right, so... Uh, fantasy football um this week so i had one of those uh super bad super bad weeks and i don't mean that ironically it was super bad mm-hmm. i lost uh in both of my fantasy leagues um and my picks didn't come through in the pick'em league um my daily lineup uh was destroyed by an injury to paris campbell um a couple other lineups i had going in DraftKings. kings uh just didn't come through uh, with some goose eggs from certain players. Everything was a mess uh, for football for me for this week. Uh, the games were great, but um, uh, my, my week wasn't great. Um, so uh, what do you have to say about fantasy uh, this week?
1: Well, I, um, my team has not done well with my number one draft pick being on the bench this week. Um, I found a little bit of resilience in a couple of my wide receivers. though still have Calvin Ridley and DeAndre Hopkins. I think Calvin Ridley is, you, you need to, I need to pretty much be starting him even in daily fantasy. I think he's a, a player that is an absolute must start, you know, figure a way around your money with him. Um, but I'm Owen two in our league that we have been in together for years and I have scored a decent amount of points, but um i'm I was kind of glancing over the roster of who's in first and who's in second and I'm looking at their team and and I don't know the draft order, and I can't swear I remember it, but their picks do not indicate that they were in the top five of our um of our draft picks, and that they are blazed ahead in points with with the players they have so kudos to them so far on having a um, pretty good team so uh, at this point.
0: Yeah, super frustrating week, but in the end, uh, points do matter. Um, Dak Prescott in our league uh, had over 46 points. He had 46-plus points, and yeah. I got 46-plus points from Dak Prescott, my fifth-round draft pick, and somehow I lost. Um, But it reminds me of last year. So for those of you not familiar with this, last year I won. I'm in two leagues. I won both leagues. I won the championship in both leagues. In the other league I play in, not in our league, but in the other league I play in, I was 6-7 and with an absolutely stacked team. I was second in points, but I just had terrible matchups. I had the worst schedule um, in terms of uh, strength of schedule. I had the absolute... Uh, toughest schedule, and um I ended up being a sixth seed sneaking into the playoffs and then running the table from that position so um don't lose heart if you're 0 and two one and one something like that uh it it can it can turn around you may have a tough schedule you may have a good team um that's just uh facing tougher opponents some bad luck this week, a lot of injuries and we don't need to recap all the injuries. I don't think, but um, it's something, you know, people at the top uh, have lost some players for the season that um, they were going to count on, of course, to carry them to the playoffs and, and beyond. But um, anyway, I, I think it's, you know, I, I got 17 points from Julio Jones and Clyde Edwards, there combined. Those were my first and second picks combined. So, it's just a, it's a tough week, and I'm going to probably have to sit Julio Jones uh, for a while. Um, uh, but I wanted to move on to Daily Fantasy. Um, do you have anything to say about Daily Fantasy last week or uh, stuff for this week?
1: So, I, I don't know if you're – I'm in this one. Yeah, the On um, Yahoo Daily Fantasy, there's a free tournament that runs. Um, it's BetDMGM, Yahoo. Um, And it's round three. It's a weekly thing where you set your lineup. It's a free entry, and there's lots of cash and prizes, including a Vegas giveaway. Um, Are you in that particular league? I am. Yep. Okay. So yeah, so I had um, a rough first week on on that, to be honest. And right now in the um, tournament, there are I'm looking at this live. Forgive me as I'm talking, but. You know, there's I think I'm about 50 percent of the in the top 50 percent of the league at the moment. Um, So I'm going to have to have a really, you know, really strong week or two to really get back up into, you know, the legit to have a legitimate chance. And I mean, unfortunately, last year, I forgot to set my lineup one time and that cost me the um, that cost me pretty significant. But how, how are you sitting in that tournament as of right now?
0: not very good um uh, <laughs> i i uh i play that every year um it's free so uh it seems uh ridiculous not to at least give it a shot um but i had paris campbell in uh, a lineup from last week and he got hurt and didn't put up anything and uh it it, it kind of ruined everything for me um i i don't know exactly what my position is um I don't think it's very good, and I'm I'm not too worried about it. But I but I will tell you, this is my uh, million dollar fantasy a daily fantasy lineup for Yahoo this week. You ready for this? I'm ready. So I've got Ben Roethlisberger as the quarterback. I like to you, both and I, both you and I like to go a little cheap on the quarterbacks. It's uh you know counter play to uh, a lot of people going with you know lamar and mahomes with their battle this week which we'll talk about a little bit later um and then i stacked him with juju smith schuster um i've got dj moore who has emerged as a pretty good threat there in carolina um with uh teddy bridgewater um and then i've got um Let's see, Eckler. I've got Austin Eckler and Alvin Kamara. So his mother pronounces it Kamara, and he pronounces it Kamara. So you got you take your pick. Uh, But I've got I've got Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler, and then my third wide receiver is DK Metcalf, uh, who um, really uh, showed me a lot in that game. Um, You know, I remember. At coming out of training camp last year out of the combine and then training camp, uh, everybody's saying what an amazing specimen he was, uh, but that he was maybe a little bit raw as a wide receiver. He is the ideal wide receiver for that offense, um, opposite Tyler Lockett, um, in Seattle. Um, I, I think that he's going to have an amazing year. Um, and then, uh, i went with uh, a guy who sounds like he might uh star in an eighties or nineties sitcom um uh mo Alley cox you can see you can see that right in the credits sequence for an eighties or or nineties uh uh sitcom that mo Alley Cox would be one of the uh, stars of a sitcom um but anyway he has he's he's got great upside um as the tight end for the colts He's um, one of the only healthy wide receivers, or I'm sorry, receivers uh, that the Colts have. And then I'm flexing Kareem Hunt. This is one of those rare situations where I feel like uh, two guys in Cleveland could possibly um, have some value, um, where you know one guy's taking uh, the first quarter and then switching off the second quarter and then third and fourth the same. So Kareem Hunt's my flex. And here's my defense for this week. Tampa Bay was really cheap against Denver with their backup quarterback and down Cortland Sutton. Um, I don't know why, uh, why I should believe in Denver at all. Um, I thought Drew Locke was supposed to be the savior, and if he's out, I don't know why I should be uh, thinking Denver's uh, a good team. And I don't, and I think Tampa Bay's defense is actually pretty good. Um, Their offense is sloppy, but their defense is pretty good. Um, So that's my lineup. I have Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Moore, DK DK Metcalf, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara, Mo Ali Cox, Kareem Hunt at Flex, and then the Tampa Bay defense.
1: Yeah, that you know, it sounds like you um you and I have a couple of the same theories on the Daily Fantasy. I think finding those savings where we can, you know, I've got a co star, Mo Ali Cox, in my in my sitcom that I'm building over on my side of the fence. Um, I see great value in that tight end, like you said, you know, only valued at twelve dollars on Yahoo right now. I think that's gonna be a steal. Even if he only gets ten or twelve points, I think that would be a great great even great performance on him. Um, I went with Justin Herbert for a quarterback, you know, I think playing at home against Carolina, I think he's going to, you know, this is his time to shine in Carolina. You know, he might be able to – they might let him open it up against him and give it a whirl. Um, Derrick Henry I went with for running back and Mike Davis, the the running back in Carolina. I think with um, Christian McCaffrey out, I think the savings I'm getting with Mike Davis is going to allow me to – Kind of build my wide receiver core that I've picked: Kelvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins. What a familiar sound there! Um, I think both of these are. You got to find a way to get them on your daily fantasy team if you can. Um, I went with Deshaun Jackson as my third wide receiver. I think maybe, you know, maybe he can get a little something for me. Um, not not a huge huge upside with him, but and then I went with Alan Lazard for my flex position from Green Bay. I think he's getting. You know, I think he can get a couple solid touches. And then I rounded the defense out with the Arizona Cardinals playing the Detroit Lions, who, you know, I just – I think a solid play against the Lions at home is going to be a good one for them.
0: Yeah, the Lions stink. Um, I will say the Lions stink until they prove otherwise. Every podcast we should – uh, remember to say the lions stink. You, you know, it, trying questions.
1: to find a more creative way than to say they stink. So maybe we'll, maybe that'll be our um one of our stiff surprises next week. A uh, uh, different way we can describe how badly the lions stink.
0: Okay, yeah, challenge accepted. Uh, I hear you li- loud and clear on that one. All right. Uh, anything else on fantasy that you wanted to mention that we haven't covered already?
1: No, um, I, I think we're good there. Um, I'm, you know, excited for another week, and maybe I can get in the um, top 25 percentile after this week.
0: Yeah, as bad of, of a week as I had, uh, I'm actually excited about this week because I think it's going to turn around. It was just some bad some bad luck uh, this week. And, you know, luck's a huge part of fantasy football. Um, So I think it's going to turn around. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back with the Caesars side salad picks for this week. We'll talk a little bit about last week and uh, how much croutons we're going to spend, how much croutons we're going to shake out uh, this week right after this.
1: Domino's Pizza. Download the Domino's Pizza app today. Order curbside pickup or contactless delivery. Try our delicious handmade pan pizza with all of your favorite toppings or an order of stuffed cheesy bread, specialty chicken like the crispy bacon tomato or your favorite order of wings. Try your order on the Domino's Pizza tracker. Get a notification when the delivery driver is two minutes away. Earn points with Piece of the Pie rewards and earn your way towards a free pizza. Download and place your order today.
0: This segment brought to you by uh, Caesars, uh, the official partner, the official uh, betting partner of the NFL. Uh, so we have our Caesars side salad where we are wagering um, croutons um each week we started with a thousand croutons which is a lot of croutons but i do like a lot of croutons so uh we started with a thousand and um you are uh you're doing a lot better than me on the croutons uh you have a lot more croutons left you've actually gained croutons somehow that never happens when i'm eating a salad i never gain croutons uh, but you have somehow done it. Um, I'm going to start about uh, start this with uh, my uh, sad sack situation, where I've lost croutons. Um, I, I'm down another uh, 75 croutons um, after losing 25 last week, so I'm down to just 900 croutons left. Um I want to talk about this. Like I think that this is something that people need to be aware of. Um. Vegas is doing an incredible job uh, this year of setting these uh, spreads, as well as these over-unders. So I want to go through this real quick. My croutons last week, um, I put some on Tampa Bay, Carolina, going over 49. They scored 48. Uh, I put some on Pittsburgh, minus 6.5 versus Denver. With, we didn't know this at the time, but their backup quarterback, Cortland Sutton, going down. Uh, Pittsburgh won that game by five. Then I put some money on Casey, minus eight and a half, at the L.A. Rams, who we assumed were going to start Tyrod Taylor. And then the doctor for the Chargers accidentally stabbed uh, the starting quarterback through the lungs, he uh, obviously had to go to the hospital and could not play. So they started their rookie, who had never seen a down of football in the NFL, Justin Herbert. And somehow that turned into um, a very, 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 very close game that the Chiefs barely pulled out. If I had told you that um, the Chargers were going to have to emergency start their rookie quarterback who had never played in the NFL at the last minute and they had no plan to do it would you say Kansas City minus eight and a half was a good bet
1: I I try to avoid any point spreads when I'm laying down my croutons my hard-earned croutons that I love to eat in my my Caesar side salad Um, once that point spread gets too high I try to avoid those because it's You know, those are all professionals no matter which way you look at it. And eight and a half is a lot of croutons or a lot of points to give up to risk even four or five croutons in my
0: opinion. So I agree with you. I think that you've got the right idea betting-wise. Obviously, you're doing better than me. But but, um, keep in mind, this Chiefs team absolutely destroyed the Houston Texans. And would you say Deshaun Watson slightly better than Justin Herbert? Yes. All right. So I'm just I'm just saying uh, unexpected things happened this week, um, and then the only thing that came in for me was Green Bay. Uh, I laid six points versus Detroit. I think you can lay points versus Detroit every week, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Green Bay in a minute. But uh, I, I, Detroit's we did we come up with anything besides that they stink?
1: Um, well, the, no, not yet. We're still working on that.
0: All right, I'm. I'm gonna say um, you might not know this as much as I do, but I've had two kids, and um, it, it they're they're as bad. They smell as bad as a diaper genie. Uh, which is just the container that you put dirty diapers in. Uh, that's what, that's how bad that the Detroit Lions are right now. Um, so that was the only bet that came in. So luckily I didn't lose all my croutons that I put out this week, but I did lose croutons overall. So I'm down to 900 croutons. Uh, what about you? Uh, how do you feel about uh, the week? You obviously had more success than me. Um, so this is your chance to brag on your, your bets. Yes,
1: yeah, so I only went with three bets this past week. Um, like we said, we're you know, we're not gonna force someone to make so many bets. We're gonna try to keep, you know, what whatever we feel is right and we would do. We're not trying to govern any rules on that. Um I ended up gaining one hundred croutons this week. You know, it's funny you gave this big long speech last week about always taking the over. And I looked at that Cincinnati Cleveland game at forty three and a half and I took the under. And what what was it, like 46 points, I believe it was. And I was pretty confident. I threw 50 croutons on that, and that blew up in my face. It ruined my Thursday and my Friday. Um,
0: no, C- Cincinnati-Cleveland was 65.
1: Oh, 65, right. So, yeah, I um, I, I definitely missed with the under. Um, you know, and it's funny. You talk about taking the over, and you missed the over by one point with the Carolina-Tampas game, so it just – You know, every time you think there's a sure thing, it just isn't. Speaking of sure things, though, I knew getting LA Philly or the LA Rams and Philly at a straight up pick them at one hundred croutons proved to be a winning bet, and the New Orleans Las Vegas game at forty nine and a half crouton or at forty nine and a half on the over, I knew that crouton bet was probably pretty safe for the fifty, so I'm netted up to eleven hundred croutons. Now I'm going to flip the script on you a little bit. I'm going to spoil our first bet. You and I, I I looked at one bet on the score sheet and it jumped out at me and I instantly said I'm throwing 100 croutons on that. And that's Green Bay plus three points traveling to New Orleans. So here's my question to you. We can let that bet go, but I'm going to set a different bet that I want to bet you 100 croutons of mine versus 100 croutons of yours. I'm going to set up an over-under for one of the games you have set, and I will mention it to you in a minute, but mine is very different.
0: Yeah. uh, Okay, so something's funky with that, right? Um, Why in the world is Green Bay getting three points against this New Orleans team that is uh, obviously talented, but um, we're not sure if Drew Brees is washed uh, or... what's going on? It looks like Jameis Winston's going to start sooner rather than later. This team is not in good shape. Um, They lost Michael Thomas for a little while and that's never good. But, um, (coughs) excuse me, why in the world would green Bay be getting uh, three points uh, to this new Orleans team? Do we have any theories?
1: You know, it, it just, it doesn't make sense. It's like, is it a mistake? Did they, you know, is it a printing error? Is it going to be one of those things? Sorry, you didn't actually win. Um, You you know, it it doesn't make a lot of sense, to be honest.
0: All right. It it makes me nervous because um, it it makes me think uh, they know something we don't know. And uh, they're so close with these. um, I I just, I don't, I'm nervous about that. So are we just... Are we washing that bet away since we both were going to take it?
1: Well, that's going to be your option based on my question, but I want you to – I'm going to lead you to that question in a minute after you reveal one of your bets. So I'm going to move on to one of my bets, if I could. Um, I I think uh, Miami-Jacksonville, the over-under set at 48 on Thursday night. I'm going to take the under. And I am gonna bet twenty five croutons on that bet.
0: Not bad. I uh, so Jacksonville's gonna wipe the floor with them, right? Jacksonville's uh, Jacksonville's putting up a lot of points. So if you expect the the under to come through, that just means Miami's just not gonna be able to put any points on the board. Is what I'm interpreting.
1: I just I think on a Thursday night, I think. Um, I think the points are going to be low on both teams. And, you know, they may not necessarily have their foot on the gas pedal for Thursday. Jacksonville being a non-division opponent, you know, they're probably sitting in a good spot, but they know they can get through. Probably not as good a Miami team.
0: So uh, what's the spread on that? I don't have it in front of me. Do you happen happen to know the spread
1: uh, no, but I can, if you want to go ahead and move on to your next pick, I'll, I'll give you a quick yeah, answer.
0: We'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, people are, the people out there are clamoring to know the spread for Jacksonville, Miami. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'll move on to my, uh, my pick. So I've got Casey at Baltimore with the over 53 and a half. I've got a hundred croutons on that. Um, I know this is, um, this is, uh, the simple minded better in me. Um, obviously Casey Baltimore from last year was a barn burner and, um, Casey tends to go over, um, who, no matter who they play, but when they're playing an offense like Baltimore, uh, I can't imagine this going under fifty-three and a half. a this feels like, uh, 35 30 or something like that game uh, which would easily cover the over um, so that's my next bet um, and I I feel pretty good about it um, the only part I don't feel good about is it seems uh, super obvious uh, that this is going to be you know there's going to be 60 points scored in this game um, so what am I missing there what do you think I'm missing something
1: and say that one more time please
0: KC at Baltimore over fifty three and a half. Yeah, so
1: I mean, I I saw that bet and I what I just it, it seems like another one that's like God they they have to have something wrong. So that leads me to my bet with you. So I'm gonna set a bet and I want you to accept this one hundred crouton wager that I'm gonna set KC Baltimore the over under at sixty five and a half. If you get it right, you get 100 croutons, or I, you know, vice versa.
0: Wait a minute. You're taking the over?
1: No. I'm setting the oh. over at 65 and a half. You okay. get to pick.
0: It, I get to pick whether it's under or over.
1: I'll be fair. I, I won't take the half a point. I won't take the hook. I'll say 65 points. You can pick the push, and you would win that bet as well, but you pretty much have to pick. One of the three.
0: So I could pick under 65 and win. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Um, I'm going to take that uh, under 65. I think it's going to be over 53 and a half, but I think it's going to be under 65. Okay. I'm going to make
1: a wild prediction that it's going to be closer to 75, but I've got your 100 crouton bet.
0: So, I might be out of croutons by week five, and this will be no longer a segment, or else we'll just be talking about your croutons. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> well, th- that's the thing. I, I know uh, my Uncle Vinny, you know, if you need a, um, an advance on some croutons in case you run low, he will um, gladly um, help you out in that department.
0: The. Mayor, I have a family. I don't I can't be uh borrowing croutons from your Uncle Vinny. Um, but I appreciate it. Uh all right, uh I do have another couple of bets here to talk about, and I think these are gonna be interesting. I, I like uh you're challenging me to croutons that I'm losing uh, hand over fist. So you're just trying to take more croutons from me. Um however, um I think this one's probably a good one. Um, I think Las Vegas may be overperformed. I think they're gonna find themselves in a different place um against New England. I think New England uh minus six is actually a pretty good uh wager the number at six. I think they can the New England's gonna beat them by a touchdown. Uh, I've got fifty croutons on that one. What do you think of that bet? So
1: you know that's uh I think that I was looking at that line right there. I think six, six points is that's going to be pretty close. Um, I am taking a bet from that game as well. I'm going to bet the over on forty-seven and a half. I'm going to bet a measly 25 croutons on that bet. Um, I do want to circle back very quickly. So with that in perspective, where we both bet Green Bay plus three for 100 croutons, I'm going to let you decide right now if – we both let that bet ride because that could be a positive hundred crouton bet for both of us. That seems like a sure thing.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and ride with it. Uh, I, I, it, it feels weird. Um, something, but I, I'm gonna get to this with the next bet that I have because it, I talked about this with last week's bet, bets where Vegas seems to know to know too much (laughs) they're they're too too sharp for me um but i think they could be a little bit off um and i i think i'm gonna ride with green bay plus three um at new orleans obviously you don't have to take that if you don't want to but um i'm gonna take it
1: no i am too and i really wanted to be i mean arrogant about it, but I didn't want to run out of croutons and have to call my Uncle Vinny myself. I really wanted to bet a lot more croutons on this um on this bet, but um this is gonna be a chickenless um Caesar salad because I am straight chicken on or I'm straight chicken on that rather and I'm gonna stick with my hunter crouton bet.
0: Alright. So um my last bet is and, and I think this is another one of those Weird ones. Um, the Los Angeles Rams are getting two and a half against the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm going to take that for 50 croutons. Again, it feels like a weird line. The Rams just had a weird one with Philadelphia last week where the Eagles were actually favored for a while and then that got bet all the way down to a uh, pick em. I what's going on with Vegas and the Los Angeles Rams.
1: Yeah, they, um, I I don't know. They, you know, Vegas always ends up winning in the long run, you know? So, you know, it's whether or not you can grab a couple croutons before they get them back from you is really the key to this whole thing.
0: But my thing is, uh, if you have to trust one of these teams, I I know, I know Josh Allen's the number one fantasy quarterback. um, And Stefan Diggs has made a difference there. And these are two teams that I, I mentioned repeatedly before the season started. I didn't know what to expect from Buffalo or the Rams. I thought the Buffalo was going to win the division at 11 and five. I thought the Rams might be eight and eight. It looks like the Rams are going to do better than that. Buffalo might, win the division um but i can't possibly imagine uh the rams the rams defensively look pretty good and offensively they look almost back to uh 2018 um i don't i, I don't see it um i don't i do i think the la rams are gonna obviously i, I if i'm laying uh if I'm getting two and a half, I think they're going to be uh, either winning or <laughs> very close yeah. at the end. I know two and a half is a bad number. Um, yeah. You kind of got to expect them winning if you're going to pick them. But I just – I trust the Rams more than the Bills. Um, and it, it it just looks like a, a weird the, – the only reason why I think it's um, – enticing is that the the vegas was so off on the rams last week with philadelphia so it feels like they've got something going on um that they just can't pick the ram <laughs> they can't put they can't they can't count on the rams i i guess i i guess that's what that's what i'm seeing what do you think about that
1: so you know it's funny because you were i think the teams we were most different on were the la rams i you know, I pretty much had a prediction of them making the playoffs this season and the Bills for you, you you had them predicting t- to go to the playoffs and I didn't. Um, here's one of my SIF surprises that I'm going to sprung on you. So right now the 49ers are in fourth place in the NFC West. The other three teams are all 2-0. I, I don't think the 49ers have to start worrying about, you know, losing out on the season, but do you see a possibility where all four of those teams are in the playoffs now that there's going to be a 17 playoff format?
0: So I've heard people talk about this. It's possible. It's just that mathematics are very, 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 very complex. Of course it's possible because you have seven teams and you can have one uh, winner from each of the other divisions, and then you could have four from one division, but, um, I know Arizona has looked very very good um Seattle obviously looks very very good San Francisco unfortunately has had some injuries but um I think that the rams are mediocre I think they're they're you know i possible playoff team but i i don't know if i would put them in the conversation with seattle arizona and san francisco right now i obviously san Francisco's banged up it's hard to say um i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't put anything on four teams making it from one division but anything's possible
1: okay so going going to my final bet um you know, I've got Tennessee, you know, favored over uh, Minnesota for two and a half points, and I'm going to lay 50 croutons down on Tennessee winning. Um, you know, these, in my not-so-humble opinion or whatever we want to call that, I think a two-and-a-half point bet, you know, I think those, you know, if a team's going to win, you know, especially an 0-2 team in Minnesota, I think if Tennessee's going to win that game, they're going to win by – three, you know, field goal, maybe even a touchdown. So I'm going to invest my 50 croutons on that bet there. So to do a quick recap, I am taking the under, uh, um, the under in the Miami Jacksonville game of 48 with 25 croutons, Las Vegas, New England. I'm going to take the over on 47 and a half crouton or 25 croutons on a 47 and a half over under. I'm going to take Tennessee minus two and a half over Minnesota for 50 croutons. And Green Bay plus three for 100 croutons, along with our bet of 65. You're going to take the under in the KC Baltimore game for 100 croutons.
0: Yeah, that's right. So my bets are just like you. I have Green Bay plus three against New Orleans. I feel very, 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 very worried about that. I don't know what that that line is all about. Um, And then I have – Kansas City, Baltimore, I've got them over 53.5, but then our side bet under 65. And then New England minus six over Las Vegas for 50 croutons. And the Rams, um, uh, plus two and a half against Buffalo. So those are my picks for uh, the side uh, salad this week. Um, Anything else that we haven't touched on already?
1: You know, we've um, gone over a lot of random random things like we do every week, and there's a few SIF surprises in there and everything like that. Um, it's It's been a pretty good show this week. I think we covered all of our predictions for the week, and um, I'm going to hopefully be in crouton, crouton happiness at the end of this week and Maybe I'll have a better performance in fantasy football, one that I can come on and brag about. Um, Other than that, I will, you know, pass it back to you.
0: All right. Well, one thing I was thinking about, um, we should have started at the beginning of the year uh, to make these croutons a little bit more meaningful. I may be out of them by week five, but um, Mm – (laughs) But um, uh, I was thinking croutons uh, in Caesar salad, usually Caesar salad with some kind of Italian dish. Maybe uh, the one with the most croutons at the end of the year uh, wins a uh, Italian dinner from the other. So it could be a a pizza place, could be an Italian place, whatever. Maybe that's what our our bet should be uh, for this uh croutons uh, at the end of the year. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I mean, I'm I will gladly accept that pardon and I'm a little you know, I don't want you. I'm curious why we started this now when you're a little behind in the crouton race, but you're the one that extended the offer and I will gladly accept and you know, I think I could already taste the tust- Tuscany.
0: <laughs> I know. I don't know why you wouldn't accept that. Um we should have started at the beginning of the year, but uh, I, I I've been thinking about it this week. Like we should have something for real on this. Um, and uh, I know I'm down right now. Uh, I'm down 200 croutons to you right now. Um, and this week may not be uh, the week I overtake you, but um, I I feel confident that I'm gonna figure this out. Um, and eventually uh, overtake you by the end of the year. So I'm. I'm confident I'm gonna be the one uh gets um at the end. So uh for the mayor uh and for myself, um I would like to thank you for listening. And we will talk to you next Wednesday. Uh we'll talk to you to the uh week three in the NFL. And um thank you again for listening and bye-bye. Okay, there you have it. Week two. In the books, uh, we talked about um, our stiff surprises. We talked about the Gotham Player of the Week. We talked about the Pepper Spray Trio. We talked about our fantasy lineups and our daily fantasy lineups and our Caesar side salad picks. Um, if you don't take them, uh, good on you, honestly but we will talk to you next week.